Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's show is going to be unique. We're going to talk through the topic of discipleship with the long-standing Christian in mind. In the second half of the show, a friend of mine will be our guest. Her name is Pastor Wanda Bergen, and she leads the Senior Adults Ministry at a church in Naperville, Illinois, and we'll hear from her in the second half of the show. But I wanted to start off the front end by just sharing a few stories of adults in my life that have been Christians for a long time and maybe uh, experienced in years who have been mentor types and powerful in my life. And I want to begin by just talking about my parents for a moment. I can remember as a young boy, we did what we called family devotions. We would sit in the living room, which we lived in a house, a small ranch, no basement, one story. But, but the kids, my sister and I, were not allowed to play in the living room because that was the delicate room. But it was a treat when we would go in there several times a week, sit on the couch and have family devotions. We would read the Bible together. We would pray. And my parents instilled this this idea of a family devotion into our life. Now, my mom was one that prayed for for my sister and I regularly. It's so funny. I was born in the early 70s, so I was a teenager in the 80s. And I I really showed my attempt to be be a break dancer. I can't believe I said it out loud. So I would remember clearing out the shed and throwing down some cardboard and trying to spin around in my head and do some things like that. And my mom would pray for me, first of all, I think that I wouldn't break any parts of my body. But what she would do is pray that I would be safeguarded from any spiritual opposition. And she would begin to pray for me as her son. It's interesting that prayer made a difference in my life. My dad was one that would model what it was like to practice spiritual disciplines. I can remember him reading his Bible in the evening several several times. I can remember that. And after he passed away, he actually had his Bible on a nightstand from the night before. And I stayed the night, our family stayed the night with my, my mom the night that my dad passed away. And I got up the next day and sat in my dad's chair and thumbed through my dad's Bible. And just memories from my past flooded my, my mind. But I can say my, my parents were, and my mom still is, a spiritual example to me. But there are others in my life that have been impactful. There's one particular pastor, his name is Pastor Ray uh, Boken. Ray Boken was a senior adults pastor at a church in Indiana where I served as a youth pastor. And they met every Tuesday for a seniors ministry where Pastor Ray and his wife, Sally, would do ministry with senior adults in the church. And I invited Pastor Ray to meet with me one hour before that meeting every single Tuesday, which he did. 
And he would pray for me and tell me stories about pastoral ministry and speak into my life. I remember one story. There was a time that he was just talking about relying on God. And he was pastoring a small church that was going through some financial difficulty. And he told me the story about a time where he took a stack of his bills for the church and knelt at a chair and began to pray and holding those bills and said something like this, God, you did it last month, do it again. And he he taught me about how to pray and trust in God. He talked about serving people and just, he became a formative force in my pastoral ministry. And I'm remarkably grateful for Pastor Ray Boken. One of the favorite things about that is he had some brothers that he would golf with every week. And I, I started golfing with them and, and it was amazing. I would hit the ball hard, but I hit it all over the place. They would hit it right down the middle every single time. So he's now in heaven, but thank you, Pastor Ray. There's another uh, influential man in my life. His name is Pastor Gordon Falconer. He was my childhood pastor. I can remember this is back in the days where churches used transparencies and overhead projectors. And for some reason, as a 15, 16-year-old boy, I was in charge of organizing the transparencies for the church worship service. And then at some point when we had a worship leader change, he charged me as a teenager to build the worship list, get the transparencies ready, and give it to what we called a song leader who would lead those those songs. It was interesting that Pastor Faulkner gave me opportunity as a teenager to do meaningful ministry in a church. So I want you to think about my parents who were examples and, and, and Pastor Ray that, that formed my, my pastoral theology and my practice of serving people and Pastor Faulkner who gave me opportunity to serve in ministry. And then when I was earning my master's degree, uh, Pastor Faulkner lived in the city where the seminary was. I would go several times a year for a week at a time. I would stay at his house and he would pray for me every single night and have conversation together and and just at the later part of his life, before he passed away, he made a spiritual investment into my life. And this is the power of someone that's a longstanding Christian, the viability that 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 they have, people that have known the Lord for a long time, and they just poured into my life. I'm so grateful. And then there's a, a friend of mine now. He is uh, a friend of mine, not a pastor. His name is Rick. Rick is a dear friend. And to the point that he calls me son. And, and on a regular basis, we, we share time together. We pray for one another. We challenge each other spiritually. And Rick is somebody that I can flesh out uh, my, my struggles with. I can uh, ask for advice. But Rick is someone that is a prayer partner, but also receives that same from me. So I'm so grateful for my, my mom, my dad, for Pastor Ray. Pastor Faulkner, Gordon Faulkner, my friend Rick. So I have the question, what do I learn from all of these influential people in my life? And we're going to talk about this in the second half of the show a little bit as we explore doing ministry with uh, senior adults or people that have been a Christian for a long time. Our guest will be Pastor Wanda Bergen, who we'll meet in just a moment. But I want us to think about what do we learn from these great men and women of the faith. We learn things like God is faithful. He is the answer. He is the source. He is faithful. 
And also, not only is God faithful, but God is in control. Remember that prayer of Pastor Ray, Lord, do it again. This is your church. So God is in control. What I learned from these great men in my life that invested in me is that I am strong. I am strong in the Lord. But I learned that I'm strong in the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. And these great giants of faith spoke these truths into my life. I I learned things like prayer matters and prayer is effective. I learned that we need to have an example in life. Pastor Ray was an example. Pastor Gordon was an example. Rick is an example. My mom and dad were examples. But I also learned that we need to be an example to someone else. We might have friends and iron sharpening iron relationships, but we need to have mentor types, spiritual mentors in our life. We also need to be spiritual mentors. And that leads me to introducing our guest today, Pastor Wanda and her husband, Pastor Mark Bergend, are dear friends of mine and my wife's, but they have served indirectly as mentors to my family. They're friends and colleagues, but, but truly examples to my family. And in fact, I want to introduce you to Pastor Wanda now. Pastor Wanda, as you're joining us, I first of all want to say thank you for being on your discipleship coach today. It's my pleasure, Pastor Michael, to join you. Thank you so much. Would you take just a minute for those that are listening today and introduce yourself uh, to everyone? Yes, um, I became a believer as a child and was privileged to grow up in uh, small assemblies of God church. And really, I was the first person in my family to be saved. My father and mother followed me to church, and uh, they became believers when I was still in grade school. And I've had the journey of walking out the Christian life um, at several churches and several different uh, places and uh, felt the call of God on my life, not only toward ministry, but serving other people from a very early age. So it's been my privilege to trust the Lord to guide my path to the place where we are now at Calvary Church, giving leadership to the senior adult ministries. And I also give leadership to oversee missions uh, projects alongside with Pastor Tim Lohr. That's so great. And and I can remember as people are listening in for a while, I was on the same uh, pastoral staff together with Pastor Wanda with you. And we actually taught a Sunday school class together. That was an enjoyable moment in my ministry experience. (laughs) It was. That's so great. Well, hey, we're going to take some time and talk through some thoughts on the second half of the show with Pastor Wanda. And and we're going to talk about how to serve and care for and learn from folks that have been Christians for a long time. I consider them giants in the faith. So stay tuned for the second half as we interview Pastor Wanda Bergend, Senior Adults Minister and Missions uh, Leader at Calvary Church of Naperville. Thank you for listening right now to Your Discipleship Coach. Stay tuned. You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Well, thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. 
I'm Michael Smith, and we're here today with guest pastor Wanda Bergen, a great leader and friend of mine, and you met her at the front end of the show. You know, Pastor Wanda, we were talking the other day about senior adults and how at times they can feel almost invisible in the local church, but yet senior adults are relevant. They are important to the body of Christ. So I'm curious, as you're in this ministry, how can a local church affirm the value of a senior saint in that local church? How how can that happen? I think one of the main things that a pastor can do is to say out loud that they value the seniors. Our pastor at Calvary often says, we want to be a church of Abraham's, Isaac's, and Jacob's. And the acknowledgement of the place that Abraham had in the foundation of of the, the children of God uh, is very important. So he says that publicly very often. And so that affirmation that, yes, not only do we feel that they are of value, but we state they are of value is very important, and that there is an inclusionary attitude toward multi-generational events and activities at the church. I love that. You said some powerful things, that, that there's a verbal and a public affirmation that's not just a feeling and I'm I'm curious at this inclusion of a multi generation. What what does that look like when you do ministry that's multi generational? When we um, intentionally do that, we make space for um, participation by people that might have limited physical abilities, people that might uh, not be here every week, but can do things that we call hit-and-run activities Mm. so that they can come and be team support for something that maybe the school is doing an event. This past week, we had some senior adults that came and, uh, by intention, were the registrars for the parents and students coming for the open house. That was Mm. because the school administration asked me to provide some volunteers for that event. So it's an awareness, and it's an inclusion, and it's the ability to be on to look beyond your own circle of uh, age group, and it, and include others. And uh, if I might mention, I just talked with our young adult pastor this morning at a staffing, and in October we're going to do an event with the seniors and the young adults called Dear Younger Me. And we're going to discuss what, from the perspective of uh, senior adulthood, what we can share with the young people and what they might uh, be able to share with us about where life and culture finds them today. That's so great. I love the idea of awareness and inclusion. And, and what what you're talking about is is both mentoring and, and the term would be reverse mentoring. And I, I love that. You know, sometimes senior saints can face doubts that that they are viable and they doubt, can I actually contribute to the church? So I'm I'm curious, how can someone who's been a believer for a long time, they might even be considered an elder, how, but if they've been a Christian for a long time, how do they overcome the doubts that they're still effective and viable? Well, it's counterculture. 
Mm. And so you, mm. you push back on what culture says about aging, and you, you maintain that confidence that as long as the Lord has you here, you have purpose on this earth. And that's what we teach. That's what we encourage, that as long as you're living, that you have purpose in the, in the, not only the church, but in your family and in the community, and that you, you can have a lot to give. And so we encourage that. We teach that. We support that. And we say, what does the Bible say about wisdom and aging? What does it tell us about older women? Share with younger women? What does it say about going to the elders? And so they have to be ready to tell their stories. And sometimes they have to be ready to ask a younger person for their mm. story. So then they can, they can uh, comment back. But we work very uh, diligently to keep people engaged in conversation, engaged in prayer, and engaged in uh, curi- being curious about how they can minister to the uh, generations that come behind us. You're listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, and we're talking about discipleship with the long-standing Christian in mind with our guest, Pastor Wanda Bergen. And I'm so excited here, Pastor Wanda. I know that you take several uh, senior adults on some of your local missions trips. Can you Can you share with our listeners what that looks like? Um, be, I'd be delighted to, and uh, we have an upcoming trip. I want to mention first, Pastor Michael, mm-hmm. uh, to Slovakia at the end of September, mm. and there will be a team of 18 of us that are going, and several of the people that are going are in their 20s, and uh, there are many in their uh, middle years, and then there are some in their 70s and 80s, wow. all on a team all going to contribute with the level of abilities and skills they have to help um, a church in Slovakia. Hmm. Most recently, we were in Greenville, Illinois, and we again had that kind of range. And so, yes, we have devotions together. We have team support that some of the people that aren't as physically able They can cook, they can clean, they can be the gopher to uh, work alongside a uh, tradesman. But it's an exciting group that comes together and then processes and does life together for either a week or if it's an overseas trip, 10 days. And we actually do life together. So we don't segment off into age groups uh, all day. We, we do life together and that's, that is purposeful and that gives that sense of community and attachment for not only the senior adults, but the young adults as well. This is interesting. And what you're explaining is that a senior adult is not an add on, but, but an integrated part of the family. And just thank you for, for sharing that with us today. You know, there are, are some, uh, key needs that senior adults might have that a local church can meet. We were talking about them the other day. What are some of those key needs that that you're aware of? One is to be a resource of what kinds of services or activities are available. We make that a priority uh, at our 
social events that we have once a month. We mm-hmm. do something called a, a senior brunch where we have uh, guest speakers from the community that tell about resources or ways to have assistance or information. Uh, Pastor Mark is doing a will seminar mm-hmm. soon to help people with not just uh, end-of-life information, but what we need to do to be good stewards of what God has put into our hands and uh, to be aware of what we want to do to the generations behind us uh, about clearing the path for them and not leaving messes for them to clean up. So the, ch- the local church uh, has that opportunity to provide those kinds of services, and we try very uh, diligently to do that. We do small group support and let the senior adults know what small groups they might uh, want to join and participate in. Prayer partnering, um, where small groups at uh, a class or a Bible study will then connect with each other on the phone. And we give that kind of ministry a support through encouraging attendance. Hmm. We encourage the senior adults, this is your place. This is where you connect, and this is where we can connect and really keep track of you. So that's that's uh, vital for them to not become invisible because, as you mentioned earlier, that's a real fear of a lot of senior adults, that they just fade away and they have no relevance within the church. Well, I want to say thank you to you, and it really is true as you talk. My memories go back to when we served together in Naperville, and some of my dearest friends were were decades older than me, but they were true friends. So thank you for your service and your ministry, for being on the show today and sharing with us. And if uh, they wanted to reach you, Pastor Wanda, do you have an email address or anything? If someone wanted to ask you questions, can you share that with us? Absolutely. My email address is wbergand at org. Well, thank you for that. And that'll be on the website at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And that causes me to ask, are you curious if you are ready to receive some coaching? You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take a free coaching readiness questionnaire. And we would love to hear from you. Also, you can be sure to, to follow Your Discipleship Coach on social media and even follow the podcast, get reminders that the show is now available. I want to thank you today for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com. And today's show has also been brought to you by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you for listening today. You've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.